This is a Freedom Church sermon and we are so glad you're listening or watching. Please do check out our website, myfreedom.church, for more information about us, more media and other resources. Yeah, it's a significant morning this morning. If you caught the little video that I try and post every now and again on Facebook that lets you know kind of what I've been up to, because I think it's good to kind of be accountable to you to, to a point, because, you know, after all... Um, uh, just because somebody's leading something doesn't mean that they're no longer accountable to anybody. And so if you, if you want to know what I go up to every now and again, I pop a little video on the Facebook group. So there's a reason for you to visit that and, and just watch for two, three minutes, see what I've been doing, see the kind of things I've been up to. Uh, on this week's, when I said that this weekend was going to be a significant weekend and that we're going to share the vision for us as a church. We've never had a strap line. At least I don't recall ever having like a strap line vision for us as a community. You may have had, but certainly in my kind of lifetime with the church since the early noughties, I don't recall as ever having got one. We've got the loved, equipped, empowered, devoted and sent, but they're like our, they're like our, 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 um, our statements of faith, as it were, how we, how we work out our life. I can see Sarah, she's got this really strange look in her face, like she's desperately trying to remember, have we ever had a strap line? I don't know, can you think of one? It does, but let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. Alright, we'll define it how I define it this morning, because I've got the microphone. So, um, uh, let, 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 me, let me start there. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about, and, and I'll launch that with you, all right? I'll, I'll give you that strap line in it in a little moment. But just have a bit of fun. Can anybody remember any kind of company uh, slogans? So, for example, um, McDonald's, what's their slogan? What's their strap line? Sing it. Go I'm loving it. Yeah, well done. There you go. Oh, what about, I don't know, Subway? Didn't know that. Eat fresh. Simple, isn't it? Eat fresh. So you love your Mackey D's and you eat fresh stuff at Subway, so they say. Um, these are all food-based, I've just realised. I'm on a diet, so maybe that's something to do with it. Um, what was that one? And who is that? Apple. Think different. Think different. I was trying to think of theirs this morning and I didn't think about it. Um, go on. First Brandeur Technique. Do they still use that? Do they still have that? Okay, that's um, which... Uh, Audi. Uh, VW, VW, VW. Very good, very good. What about um, what about Heinz? Heinz, beans, beans, means Heinz. Yeah, that's not okay. Final one, final one. Um, Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Yeah, touch the rainbow. You remember those adverts where he's milking the cow and it's so everything he touches or something turns into Skittles. Do you know that? Oh, let's not get so political. Sarah, for the video, said Starbucks, avoid the tax, um, which is kind of true. There's always, a, there's always a pang of guilt when I enter those things. Um, I, I discovered while I was looking for slogans, there's a slogan generator. So and p- pick a word. Pick a word. Just for fun, pick a, pick a word. Blue. What? Blue. Blue. All right, let's, let's see what it says about, about blue. Let's type that. Just type that in here. Slogan. All right, okay. Um, made by blue. Oh, that's very nice. Now with 50% more blue. We all need 50% more blue. Because blue is complicated enough. I think they're nicking these from, from somewhere. Um, all right, let me pick one for you. Um, church. <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what the slogan generator says about, about church. How do you eat your church? <laughs> How theological do we want to go down that road? Church, building a better tomorrow. 
Ooh, it's quite nice, isn't it? Church is everything you need. Church takes it to the next level. Church gives that warm feeling. I can't believe I ate the whole church. It's back to that one again. <laughs> um, all right, okay, we'll, we'll kind of stop there. I'm going to try now and do something technical, and that is get to my PowerPoint that I've got here. Wow, how precarious is this? Yeah, honestly, honestly, you are, it's so smooth. Um, all right, so it's kind of a bit of a drum roll. And look, I want to, I want to caveat this. There's, there's how many of you here this morning? Let's say there's 40 to 50 pe- people here this morning. There's 40 to 50 different opinions. All right? Some of you will um, love it. Now, here's another slogan, love it or hate it. All right? Um, I hope you won't hate it. What I hope you'll do is, is consider it and give it to God. And then trust. Trust the leadership. Trust, trust us, the elders, that, that we've listened to God and we've, we've wrestled with this and we've thought about this and this is the way we're going. Um, so I guess I'm going to be unapologetic. Um, but I hope that you, you, you hear the heart of it. And we're, we're going to go through it and so you'll understand it a little bit as we go through it. So let's see if this works. We are a church that welcomes the unchurched. A church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. Do you want to say that with me? We are a church that welcomes the unchurched. A church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. That's, that's our struggle. Now every year we have, like a, we have like a missional vision, I guess, that, that the active thing we're going to do to kind of work out what God wants us to do. And this year it is stepping out, inviting in. I've not really... I spoke about it a little bit every, for the last couple of weeks, but we are going to kind of go more deeper into what that actually means. But we talked about trust, trusting God first, and last week we talked about um, it being a, a, like a, a season of change for us and that we're really going to, that there's going to be a difference, and, and, and really it's leading us into this, is that we are a church for the unchurched, that, uh, that welcomes the unchurched, a church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. So let me, you're all thinking, you're all going through stuff, what you think of it, etc., etc., what does it mean? Well, let me go through kind of how I've, and how we have kind of been able to dissect a few of those, those words. So we are. Now, originally we wrote, we desire to be. We desire to be a church. In fact, when we met as leaders, that's what they thought they were leaving us with. We desire to be. But as I went through it, and as I wrote it down, as I, I've, I've said this, these couple of sentences over and over again since, since we met last week, and I've been mulling them over for a number of weeks before that. Originally we wrote that. We desired to be a church. But, but we felt this is a prophetic statement. This is, this, is, this, is, this is a declaration into the heavens and into the world that we are a church. Otherwise, if we desire to be a church, at what point will we ever be that church? Mm. Yeah. So we may not know what that all looks like right now, but let's just declare it from now, that we are a church. Because our heart is to see a people that indeed do step out and do invite in. And remember what I said, the step out and inviting in, yes, it is stepping out into the world, inviting people to church. 
completely. It's 100% that. But it's also stepping out and inviting people into a relationship with Jesus. It's stepping out and inviting people into the power of his Holy Spirit and experiencing kingdom lifestyle. You know, it's, it's, it's stepping out and inviting people into your lives. People whom you might, not necess- you might not necessarily want to hang out with, but God has asked you to hang out with them, to, to, to help them, to, to d- disciple them, to, to be together with them. It's, it's a call for you to step out and invite your work colleagues into your world, into how you do things, into your attitudes and your views, your worldview. So stepping out and inviting has got lots of different levels. And we'll go through some of those levels in the coming months. Stepping out and inviting in because we want to see God's kingdom grow, don't we? We want to see an expansion of God's kingdom. The church advances and God's kingdom grows. God's kingdom grows person by person. And, And we are because we are in this together. It's not just me and the leadership, or me, the leadership, and the trustees. We are in this together. And so, so from the start of this sentence, there is an encouragement to each and every one of us that this is not just my journey. I say me. It's not just my journey. But, but we are. I don't know if you noticed, but in the songs that I picked this morning, we sang two we songs where actually we went, we are adoring and worshipping God. Then we went to two I songs where actually, what's my relationship with God like? Did that on purpose because that's we're allowed to have a we and an I, but right now we're starting with a we are. We are a church. We are a church, and I've spoken so many times about what church means, what it is, you know, ecclesia and all that kind of stuff. A gathered people, sent out ones as well. You know, that we 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 we're also sent out from here because if we are the people, then wherever we go, there is church. But I've also talked about it's so important that we gather together. I've got. I bought uh, over Christmas. I bought this um, infographic Bible. Anybody know what an infographic is? It's, it's 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 a graphic that presents you with information. Hence hence the name infographic. And, and it's fascinating. It's all, it kind of pulls out loads of facts and things about the Bible. Uh, and I just, yesterday, I was just going, what does, it, what does it say about the church? And it gave you like this kind of pie chart thing. I mean, it's a lot more advanced than that about the church. And it mentioned the top one was family. Okay, so it mentions the church as family or some kind of family unit you know, more than, than anything else. And within that, was sons and daughters, you know, so sons and daughters, part of the church. But very close to that was temple, was meeting, and worshipping together. So yes, we are the church as a people, and wherever we go, we're, you know, we're the church gathering, but, but this is the church too. This, and it's important that we, 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 we don't miss this. Um, this is our this is, our, this is our, our, our window, if you like, into, into our faith for people who don't yet believe. This, this is our open door, as it were, for people who have yet to experience what it is to be part of a community or indeed a family like this. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've, ne- I've never heard anybody go knocking on doors looking for a life group. Does church meet here? They don't do that. People who don't know anything about our faith, anything about church, they look on the web, they search online, and, and they search for churches near me, and they generally understand they meet probably on a Sunday, probably on a Sunday morning. So we are the church. We are a community of believers who gather together in the name of Jesus to worship God. 
Did you come here to do anything else? No. We, we primarily come to worship God together, to, to hear his word and, and, and to, be, to be taught and to, to listen to wisdom and what have you, but to, to be together as a community. We want to hear his voice through his word. We want the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And we want to disciple one another and love one another. Church is a great place to meet people that you wouldn't normally get on with. You're kind of forced into this community that then becomes your family. But, you know, I don't always get on with all members of my family. Sometimes we have some right ruckuses. Um, but, But I love them nevertheless. So... In, in, in a way, that's what we are. We are a church that loves one another, even if we don't necessarily like sometimes those that we're in contact with. But we love them like Jesus loves them. We are a church that welcomes. That's what that leads us on to. We welcome. We're not an exclusive family. We're not an exclusive family that people, in quotes, on the outside cannot break into. But we should be a family that looks outwards and, and we open our hearts and our arms to everyone. That's who we should be, isn't it? So we welcome. We welcome. Doesn't mean we accept every sin. Doesn't mean we, we, we don't challenge and prod and provoke. But more than that, we first love and we encourage and we welcome. We're a family that doesn't primarily judge. So we welcome, we accept people, whoever they are and wherever they are in life. Wherever they are and whoever they are. So that they can feel connected quickly. I went to a church somewhere in the UK at one point in my life. Um, and I'm making them remain nameless. Um, we, we, we arrived as a family. We went just... We're on holiday, so maybe that might narrow down where we were. Because um, you know where we always go. So we're on holiday, and we thought we, want, we, we like to go to different churches when we're on holiday. We, we don't miss meeting together. It says it in Scripture, don't miss meeting together. So we don't. I'm not putting any on you lot. It's just what we like to do. Um, and we went to this one church that had been recommended to us. And we, and we, and we stood in the doorway, uh, waiting to see if anybody would tell us where to go. Nobody did. There were lots of people buzzing around, having little chinwags, but nobody told us where to go. So we thought, okay, well, let's make our own way. So we made our own way into what we thought was the auditorium. Yes, it was. It wasn't that big, but it was big enough. And we thought, okay, where do we sit? Lots of people having already chosen their seats and sat down. Nobody, nobody guided us. Nobody introduced themselves to us. So we had to find our way to a seat. We sat down. Nobody said anything to us yet. And there are lots of people already there. And then the guy stood up to, I don't know, bring the notices or whatever. Didn't introduce himself. Didn't tell us who the, what the church is, what it's about. Didn't do anything. Um, told the people that were there, that go there every week, where they, what time kids' work was happening and what have you. But we didn't know where kids' work was happening. We didn't know who was part of kids' work. We didn't have to sign it. And overall, it was just a bad experience of welcoming. Into it. it felt very cliquey. And cliqueiness does not equal welcoming, does it? We're a family that welcomes. We want people to quickly feel connected. And we make people feel connected by connecting with them. By going out of our way, by breaking off our conversations, for example, on a Sunday, and going, hey, my name's whatever, 
well, it's not whatever because that would be a rubbish name, um, uh, where, who are you, where are you from, etc. You know, let's, let's get to know people, then make them feel welcome and not remain disconnected. And I put, due to the barrier of language, and I don't just mean speaking English, but I mean this thing called Christianese. This thing called Christianese, you know? Are we thinking about the words we're saying? Have we become so familiar with them that we're, we're talking probably a different language to those who have no experience whatsoever of, of church? What's worship? What's, what's, what's a believer? A believer in what? Um, what's fellowship? What's, what's breaking bread and wine? What's that? Why are you breaking the wine? Why are you not drinking it? You know? It, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and then religiosity, what I call religiosity, that's habitual actions and procedures, things that we do, and we all know what we're doing when we're in that clique, but nobody else does. And they find it hard to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and why we're getting up to it and why do we do it regularly. So we, we welcome, we don't create a clique or exclusivity. Now, I, could, I might go on a little bit later to talk about this, but it doesn't mean that the message of Jesus isn't exclusive. It, it, it's, it's a divisive message, what Jesus brings, you know. There's a story in, in, in the Bible where this rich guy says, I, I want to be a part of your troop, I want to be a part of your gang. I want to say, well, I'll tell you, you sell everything and then you can come be a part of me. And, and the, the rich guy couldn't, he couldn't do it, he couldn't give stuff up. And the point of the story wasn't about giving up what you own to come and follow Jesus. It was about, where's your heart? Where's your heart? So Jesus does bring a division. We are, we are and should be different from the world. So there is an exclusivity, but welcoming doesn't need to be, isn't an exclusive word, is it? We welcome, you welcome everybody. Yeah. And then, then, then we come to this word, unchurched, that had a little bit more of a debate on our leadership group and, and the thing that's been going round in my head for a while. Could, could we think of another, another thing to, to talk about instead of saying unchurched? Could I say non-believer? Well, again, if you look at this on a website, for example, what does that mean to somebody, an unbeliever? An unbeliever being what? And, and, and um, you know, I don't know, what, a follower of the way? You know, a follower of what way? You know, what do you put there? Ultimately, this, 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 the unchurched, is those who, who have no experience of church whatsoever. For a, number, a couple of decades, I had no experience of church whatsoever. So I, I, when I thought about church, I thought about people in frocks with some smells and some bells. That's, that was my experience. That's what I thought church was. So when I came here, I've told this story before to you, but when I, when I joined this church, I thought you were all nutters. You know, speaking in that weird languagey thing, happy clappying, all, the, all these songs that I'd never heard of. I thought you sang, I thought you sang, you know, hymns and stuff. Now that is a lifetime away for me, but for some people that's entirely what they expect of church. I remember, and I'm sure Dan doesn't mind me sharing this, he, one of the things he struggled with when he first became part of the church was, just, this is the Bible, I've got the Bible, but he's reading something else. So it took a, a while for Dan to get his head around. There were different translations of scripture. There were different translations of his word. Because for somebody who's unchurched, they, they, they might not understand what we mean by translation. They might just think, you have, this cult has this translation, this cult has this translation, this cult has this translation. So what I'm trying to say to you, there are things which you've got used to, we've got used to, 
that those who, a lot of people who are in the world don't even have that baseline of understanding about what our faith is and what church is, and they have preconceptions which we need to blow away, but they'll understand. When you say unchurched, yeah, that means I haven't gone to church. They'll understand that very quickly. I would get that. Unchurched, okay, it means I've not been to church. That's fine. So in our instance, what I'm saying when I say unchurched, people have not had any prior experience of church, or those who have not been connected or attending a church for five years or more. It's kind of like my, my, my line that I'm, I'm putting in there. Because things have moved on, things have developed. Theologies might have changed. Songs that we sing might have changed. So people need to get used to what this thing is that they used to be a part of. They may have even been part of a different stream of church. We are out there, guys. We are a bit nutty. But wonderfully crazy. Wonderfully crazy in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's theologically okay. I don't know if it is, but there we are. Um, you know, I said you were drunk in the Spirit, so I reckon it is. Okay? So, so you know, we've we, we got to help people understand. We've got to understand what unchurch is and help people understand. Because the second thing we're going to go into that reveals, we reveal. We reveal. We're people who are very nature, by, very, by who we are, reveal who God is. At least that's what I desire to be. In my, in my actions and in my words, I want to reveal Christ. I don't want to reveal the fallen man. Yeah. See, even then I've spoke Christianese, haven't I? Yeah. I want to reveal Christ. I don't want to reveal the fallen man. So going forward, how do I change that? What do I say that's different? That those that come amongst us might understand it better. All right, I'll, go, I'll possibly come on to that. I'm not going to go too much into that. But we should reveal who God is because the Holy Spirit lives within us. Again, that's Christianese. How do we say that? In a different way. But nevertheless, it's the truth. The Holy Spirit lives within us, those of us who believe. And ultimately, all of us, every single one of us, those in the world and those outside of the world, those church and unchurched, were made in the image of God. So I can come back to the welcome. What are you welcoming in? You're welcoming in the image of God. That should put it on a different level for you. And we demonstrate, and this was, I took this word out and I put this word back in and I took it out and I put it back in and I've left it in because we demonstrate. What, what do we demonstrate? We, we, we'll, our belief in God is not theoretical. But actually our belief in God should infuse every part of our life, not just a Sunday morning for a couple of hours. But it infuses who we are, and therefore it's then outworked. It cannot be helped but outworked through our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our attitudes. So we demonstrate who God is through who we are and what we do. James, the book of James in the Bible is a very good book to understand you know, works and faith and all that kind of things. But what do we do? Our whole being, all that we are, should involve in demonstrating who God is. It doesn't mean that, that we're perfect all the time, because we can't be. Because again, we're fallen creatures. We've, we, you know, we, we, we experience this kingdom, but then we can step back into the world. You know, and, and we have that going on right now until Christ returns. But we do our best, don't we? We do our best to demonstrate who God is. I'll tell you another little story, which I told you before. When I first started working for Carphone Warehouse all those eons ago, although many of you still come up to me with phone problems as if I still know what I'm talking about, it was eons ago now, um, well over a decade now. And um, uh, I, when I first started working, there was effing and blinding like, all over the place in this little group. But I came in, not judging them for swearing, because it's not my remit to do that. Um, 
but I, I chose not to speak those words in that place. I chose to have an attitude that was calm. My kids are looking at me going, are you not like that at home? Um, I tried to be. I tried to be. Okay? But, it, but in the workplace, I wanted to present who God is in a positive way. And after a few months, they stopped swearing in front of me. He even stopped saying, oh my God, or Jesus, or whatever. You know, it was a swear word in front of me. I never asked them to. But because of who I was, and because the person that they learned to respect and trust, they honoured me by not offending me, I guess, although again, I, I wasn't looking for that, by not being those kind of people. And so by demonstrating God in that workplace, I changed the atmosphere of my workplace. And I've got to tell you, I was one of the best jobs I've ever had because of the people. They were absolutely amazing, but they understood where I was coming from and they respected that and they, hon they honoured me for that. They didn't have a go at me for that and didn't take the mic. Now, I don't mean that's not going to happen in your workplace. It may do, but stick to who you are and who God has called you to be. And then finally, I had to put this in, that we demonstrate and reveal the relentless love of God. Not reckless love but relentless love of God. We are each in a relationship with God because he first loved us. There, there are people who are older than me whose sons and daughters have walked away from faith, but does that stop them loving them? No, of course not. They're your sons and your daughters. And just with God, our Father, our Daddy in heaven, he loves everyone. He wants the best for everyone. He wants to call people back into a relationship with him, but he loves them. You know, there's this thing, this phrase that I found, which was, you know, he'd rather have you arguing with him and, and fighting with him and disagreeing with him because you've got to be close to him to do that. The worst thing is people ignoring him and pretending or even believing he doesn't exist. God loves all people because he loved us first and he never gives up on us and his love will intensely pursue us all the days of our lives he will intensely pursue everyone in the world all of the days of their lives because he loves them and those who don't know God they might think of him as someone who judges someone who punishes someone who is distant but we know don't we and therefore we are here to reveal and demonstrate that he is actually a loving father. Yeah. A loving father whose kindness leads us to repentance and eternal life with him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are a church that welcomes the unchurched. A church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. Let's ask some questions though. Let's try and, let's try and understand what, what this vision means in, in, in other ways. Let's ask this question. Is it up there? Yeah. What's our nature? And, 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 and what's unique? What's unique about us? What's unique about us? Well, I think, by the way, I, I want to say this. Uh, at the end, I'm not going to go on for much longer. I'd love some questions, if you've got some questions to ask. Or if you've got some positive statement you want to make. I'd love to hear from you. 
All right, okay, so bear that in mind now as I go through this about questions and things. Don't have all the answers right now, but we're on a journey together, aren't we? It's we are. So questions and engagement is really important for me. All right? That's that, that will help us move forward into this new vision when we begin to understand we truly are in this together. Okay, so what's, what's, what's our nature? What's unique? Well, I think we're a very familial church. I do think we are a church that holds up this idea of family really, really well. Some of the feedback and comments we get from people that do come amongst us, this feels like a family. The, the negative side of that is, does it feel like a clique? And so we've always got to be aware of that. We've got to be a family whose door is always open. All right? And, 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 and the words that we say and the things that we do are, uh, may, mean, that, mean that that is the case, that, that we, you know, we don't just know Rita, Sue and Bob over here, but actually we want to get to know Terry and Rita and some other name over there. All right? But here's the other thing. Here's what makes us unique. There is no other church in existence or has ever existed or will exist that has the same combination of people joined together as we do. And, and, and as we will do, as, as, as numbers are added to us. We, the same history that some of us have, and, 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 the, and the same journey that some of us have, that, 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 that brings a uniqueness, doesn't it? Straight away. Yeah. Your history, a combination of people. The other thing I think is quite exciting about it is that we're always ready to try new things out. We are, we really are. We, we're a lot better than some others. You know, uh, 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 we're a lot more flexible. Um, than, than, than some others I can think of. We're always trading. And, and if we don't know if they'll work out, but, but we try them anyway. And we give it a go, don't we? We, 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 we try. And then I said last week, and, and I'll repeat it again this, this week, we have a prophetic call to lead. There's, there's a prophetic call to, to lead, to, 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 to kind of break the ice, as it were, and, and th- through, through all that kind of tough stuff. And sometimes it hurts, and sometimes it's rough, and sometimes it's messy. But that's, that's what we do. We, we lead. Remember last week I, I spoke about kind of Neve having to go, th- my eldest having to kind of experience some stuff first, and she may find it unfair and what have you. But, but that's just what happens when you're the first. But then there are rewards that come with that. There are, there are things that, that back that up, that when we're prepared to do that. But we are, and we're also to be creative. How many words have we spoken over this church about as being a creative church? Like, loads of different ways and loads of different things. And, and also that we're to send people out into different spheres. We, we're to be at a point where we can genuinely send people out on mission. We may not ever see them as part of, we may not ever see them coming again amongst us on a Sunday morning, but they're there maybe, the other side of the world, with our DNA, and, and we've nurtured them to a point, and then we've let them free, let them go free. That's, that's what we are. We're, we're a church that, that ultimately we want to be able to send people out, but send people out well, and send people out uh, with, with, with everything that we are, okay? And growth needs to come for us to be able to do that more, but I'm believing that is the case. Second question is, where, 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 are you, where are we going? Where are we going? Well, we want to be a church that grows numerically. Who thinks, who thinks that's a good thing? Okay. I want us to grow. There's nothing wrong with numbers. There's a whole book in the Bible called Numbers. Okay, God likes numbers. He counts every hair on your head. You know, in, in, that, in that big day when people were all saved in the New Testament, somebody was counting because there was over 3,000 saved. Mm-hmm. There was an administration that occurred. That was clearly important to the early church to know who belonged to it now. Yeah. So I, 
I, I was at a leaders' meeting just the other day, bless their hearts, and they go, but it's not about the numbers. And then I had them going, yes, it is. <laughs> you know? Yes, it is. It is about the numbers. It's about the numbers because every number that's added to us, if it's new birth, means there's somebody else whose life is restored. Yeah. And then there's a whole family line ready for Jesus. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So think of it that way. It's, it's not about growing a big church because I remember I, I, all I want us to do is to be significant. I don't necessarily want us to be famous. All right, but let's be significant. And significance comes when, when there's numbers. And, you know, very practically, like attracts like. Groups attract groups. You know what's going on over there? You know? So, it, so yes, I want us to grow numerically. And we can only do that by stepping out and what? Inviting in. Inviting in. All right? You've got to get into the habit of doing that. Got to get into the habit of doing that once again. But also, yes, I do as well. I want us to mature to be more like Christ. That's, that's, another, that's, that's, that's another part of where we're going. Yeah. So the, 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 there are, our goals are to be active in our evangelism so that we grow numerically, not just church transfer, but, but new birth, and that we're to be active in our evangelism and disciplined in our discipleship, where we really are iron sharpening iron. We really are challenging, provoking, prodding, but encouraging, spurring on one another. I wrote here, our goals are to be active in our evangelism, disciplined in our discipleship, and sensitive in our services. Sensitive in our services. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. What words are we using? How are we presenting things? What are we doing? Do you think, so for example, okay, a bit of a bugbear. Do you think I really like plugging things in and plugging things out? How un, ungainly does that look? Do, do I like boxes and things and leads about? No, I don't. Because I think, for me, somebody comes in unchurched. They have a quick scam. And you know, like when you greet people, you, you, you've made a judgment call that you, whether you like them or going to get on with them within a few seconds. Well, I think the same thing happens when you come amongst a group of people. You look around and you make a quick judgment call have these guys got it sorted? And if I looked in and looked around and saw that, I'd go, mm, uh, not sure they know what they're doing. You know, so it's thinking about, it's being sensitive to what does our church look like from an unchurched perspective. So when I asked all the stewards a number of years ago to start putting on the Hello t-shirts, they was, oh, well, we don't need to do that. Oh, we don't but there's a reason and a purpose behind it. It's because I want to present our church excellently to people who aren't churched. It's not that we're becoming seeker-sensitive. I don't really want to use that phrase because, you know, as a church, I want the Holy Spirit to be moving, to be shaking the, our foundations and, and to hear his word and to have, have words and preaches that, that really cut to the bone, cut to the quick. But, but, you know, everything else should be done excellently and should be done well. So we need to start thinking, how can I improve what we're doing? How, is this, how can this be more sensitive to people? That who don't, haven't had any experience of church. Small things added to small things added to small things begin to make a big impression. Mm. Alright? Yeah. So that's what we need to be thinking about. Uh, the question, why? <laughs> why are we going? Why, why do we want to be like that? Why do we want to evangelise, disciple and, and be sensitive? Well, because Jesus commissioned us as his disciples, 
to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Making disciples and baptising them in his name. Matthew 28 from verse 18. Because God loves all people. God loves everyone. And he wants to be in relationship with them. And anybody who knows a chap called Paul Manwaring, he comes out with a great quote, and I like it, and I'm going to repeat it here. God wants his kids back. God wants his kids back. He doesn't want them living away from him. Pretending he doesn't exist. God wants his kids back. Well, here's the other thing. What's it going to... What's it going to feel like? What's this going to feel like? Well, I've kind of alluded to, to some of these. What's, what's it going to feel like? But we're all in this together. Okay, that's what it should feel like to be. We're all in this together. I, you know, for those of us who lead, it should never be a pulling. It, it almost should be a get out the way I need to lead. <laughs> Do you know? It, it's, it's, some people are coming up so quick. that Okay, yeah, you go ahead. You, you take that on. You take that on. We're all in this together, but I want us to have fun along the way. Yeah. Lisa came in with a funny hat before Christmas, I think. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. She came with, well, I want, oh, let's have fun. All right, let's, 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 let's enjoy our times together in a way that, you know, some people might seem irreverent, but actually that's just who we are. That's our uniqueness. That's not, we don't want to be like every other church that might be the certain way. We want to be who we are. And who we are, because I'm certainly like this, I want to have a bit of fun. I want to have a lot of fun, actually. I, I, I don't, oh my goodness. Let's use our creativity and, and our God-given gifts that we've each and every one of us got in various different ways. I want us to, to work together, to, to give birth to those dreams and those initiatives that God has placed within us. We, we'll all have a sense of God, of fulfilling God's calling for our purposes, for our lives in the, in, in the spheres that we inhabit as well. You know, not just churchy stuff, but outside in the world. Yeah. I want us to, to, to yeah, there'll be a freedom. I think there'll be a freedom as, as, as we each choose to do this, to give our all. Mm. To give our all. I'm, I'm kind of, okay, be provoking, can I? I'm allowed, Holy Spirit. I'm kind of fed up for just the few people doing all the work. I'm exhausted. Okay, it's all of us together, isn't it? It's all of us together. Saying, hey, pink, there's that thing, Shrek. There's a DVD you could get, Shrek. And on, on, you know, DVD, DVDs, Blu-rays, whatever, whatever. There's this, you know, intro thing in there where you choose what you want to do. And it was a little donkey going, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I want you to all go, pick me, you know, pick me. Go away with anything else. Just remember, pick me. Okay? Just think that. All right? Um, okay. So there's freedom. And we're all committed to the journey that we're on. Okay? We're all committed. There'll be things you don't like, things that'll rub you up the wrong way. But it doesn't matter. We're family and we're in it together. Is that true? Yeah. Is that true over here? Yeah. There's more people sat over here. But I'm hearing more noise over here. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. All right. Okay. So a question, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Well, well, okay. There's still loads of ideas to be birthed, still loads of things to be done. But, but let's think about these goals, these goals that we have of evangelism and discipleship and, and that we're, we're sensitive, our services are sensitive, okay? And, 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 and so these are some of the things that you presented to us 
A few weeks ago, when you all wrote down kind of maybe some of the visions and ideas and what have you that we could do as a church, you brought these things to us, some of these things we've added to, so we're thinking and praying about them. So, so here we go, this is mine, this is mine, You'll understand. this is mine. Managing our church services uh, so that they're accessible, easy to follow and allow the unchurched to connect well. Giving more time for coffee and conversation. That's why I've been purposely delaying the start, because I want us to have, uh, the season we're in, in the school that we're in, it's difficult to engage together on a Sunday, because it's like, we're in, do, out, out. More time for coffee and conversation. A, a fully, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, that, that is as just as important as anything else that we do on the Sunday. Connecting and engaging with one another. So more time for coffee and conversation. If you want to drink tea, that's fine, but you're wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> Managing, managing, here's another thing, managing our communication both digitally, and this is mine as well, both digitally and in print so that, that it's relevant to the culture that we're in. And, and I'd love us to create a small team to help us manage that so that we get better at it. So it's not just relying on one person. Okay? So we're all better. All right, so here's some of those. Explore ways to creatively communicate the gospel. So, you know, in, in art and drama and all those other things. I think that's something that we, we, one way we can do that. And that's not just on a Sunday morning, but it's out there in the world. One thing that came through quite strongly was youth work in the local area. Joining resources with other churches and other ministries. Something we're working on, something where we're connecting with other people. But it's important that we engage the youth of our community as well as the youth of our city. All right, I want to say this again to anybody who's, who's not really heard it over the last few years since we've been here. Yes, we're here for this community, but we have one eye on the city as well. All right, we're part of the city. We're working in this community, but we're part of the city. Okay, I don't think we have to have one or the other, do you? No, okay. Because right. another one will come out is, is, is like a cap money course or similar. Who's got a heart to help people out of debt? You know, let's do something like that. And then, then the big one, and I, I've tied a load of stuff into this sentence um, because there was, low, particularly down here, the whole list, which was amazing. Um, but like, you know, men and women's teaching, study, discipleship, interest groups and events. Things like, like the men's event, things that are, yes, they're here for us to disciple as men, but they're opportunities to step out and invite in, invite other men who are not yet believers and who are unchurched to experience something of church in that men's group. And, but you could have the other, loads of other interest groups. There's loads of things we could be doing. You could be do, just step out and step forward and go, I want to I crack on with this. It may not happen in this community. It may be a, a city-focused thing. It doesn't matter it, it, to me. It doesn't matter because, again, as you grow in numbers, what does it do? It looks a bit more attractive to those who are in church because if you're small, this is what happens. This is genuine feedback we've had okay, over the, over the last two years. I'd love to be a part of your church, but you're small, and it means I'll have to do stuff. It means I'll have to, I'll have to, and all I want to do in my season of life is just be. So it's not a bad thing. I, I get sometimes people, I, I want to I get involved, but I just, I can't do everything. I'd, and, and so sometimes the impression we've given is that we're desperate. We're desperate for everybody to do everything. And, and, and I want to take away that sense of desperation. And, and it's easier to do that when you're a larger church. There are more things to do, I get that. But it's easier to do when people can just spend a number of months just being. But as a small church, it's hard to just be, isn't it? 
Um, and sometimes we need to, sometimes people just jump in with both feet. Any remember a chap called Derek Bryce who was with us? Yeah. All right, he was an amazing young lad. He's not so young now, he's married and what have you. But first week, the first week he was with us, he was up on stage engaged in this game that we were doing. You know, so some people are like that, aren't they? And some people it takes a little bit of time. Well, I want to, again, remove that barrier of people thinking they're going to have to engage straight away by, you know, if we, if we grow numerically, that will happen. So we want to continue to engage with local community and citywide events. We want to run courses to help those engage more with faith, such as Alpha, such as Christianity Explored, or anything else that we might come up with. Somebody came up with an idea where we sat around the table with them and said, why can't we just, a number of us, join the local working men's club and sit in there and, and have some kind of study group, I don't know, whatever. Nothing hardcore, but it's noticeable that you're doing something different. Can we, and people start listening, start asking questions, who are you, where are you from? Let's think outside the box. It may be, again, it may be a city thing where that happens, where some of us meet in a cafe regularly. Don't advertise it, don't say it, but it's just obvious we're different and doing something. I don't know. I don't know. You can smile. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, let's do that. We, we, we have had a prophetic thing that we're going to, a prophetic thing, a prophetic word that says we're going to find a home within the next 18 months. I think prophetic words, you have to get hold of them and war with them. You have to, you have to struggle with them and you, sometimes you have to, right, so we have to make that happen as well as God doing his bit, we do our bit. All right, so we will find a venue that we can call home and that will unlock a number of other things, I believe, that we can do in this community and, and wider. But then a huge one that came through, and particularly, I've got to give him a name check because I'm sure you won't mind, Abby uh, and Dolly. But Abby, Abby's, and Dolly, yeah, it was Dolly as well, wasn't it? Purposely giving our young people a chance to, to grow in, uh, as, to begin with, in, in, in this, this environment. You know, serving on, on that. You know, maybe Les can take more weeks off where he's actually here, you know? And, 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 and singing and, and, and design. But what about that design and that print and that community stuff? I want the young people, I want you, Jordan, and you guys over here, I want you to be able to engage with it. And, and to learn what it is to be part of our family. And by extension, parents, it means you need to let them engage. And you need to challenge them. What are you doing on a Sunday at church? And you need to set the example, once again, by being here. Um, you are here, so I'm talking to the wrong people. You know? <laughs> but, but, that, but that's where it is. And if they serve within the church services and then creative outreach, like when we just went into town to give out some leaflets about our Christmas services, you know, when Jordan was doing it and his younger brother, you know, it was like people couldn't wait to chat with them and take off the leaflet. And you know, do you know what I mean? But for me, 43-year-old man, no, I don't want any thanks. You know, it's, so there's a way in which our young people help us engage with those uh, out in the world as well. All right, okay, here's, here's, a, here's the final thing. This is longer than I expected. I do apologise, but hey, this is good, isn't it? What will the rewards be? What will the rewards be? You know, for what we do in, on, on earth, we will be rewarded in heaven. You know, there are riches stored up in heaven for us. Okay? So, but what will our reward be on earth? Well, look, as we work together, as we work together on this shared vision and this common purpose... We'll become increasingly joined in, together in a deeper way. When we say, I am willing to be a part of this and to commit my all to this, something wonderful happens. You get to know each other better. 
you get to know each other better and you get to enjoy each other's company. Yeah, there'll be things that'll rub you up the wrong way every now and again. Hey, tough, deal with it, that's life. But on the whole, you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy one another's company. You, you'll, you'll, you'll understand how to enjoy other people's company. For those who are slightly more introverted like me, that's going to be a bigger step. For those who thrive on getting to know people and getting to be engaged, that'll, that'll just be amazingly free. And free, you know what I mean, free. As we spend meaningful time together, we'll be able to get to know and understand each other better. We'll be able to meet each other's needs. We'll be able to encourage each other. And, and, and to, to be everything that God has created us to be. We'll have a sense of fulfillment. There's nothing greater than a sense of fulfillment, is there? You know, like when people, uh, psychologists say that if, you're, if you've got a to-do list, put the small jobs at the top. Because as you tick it off, there's a sense of fulfillment which moves you on to the next, which moves you on to the next. If you start the big job, that's not going to, there's, no there's no real motivation there. Do the smaller jobs first. Tick them off. Physically, tick them off. In a box. There's a huge sense of fulfillment. And I think that's what we'll get. As we do stuff together, there's a huge sense of fulfillment. A huge sense then of what shared history as we do stuff together. And it, do you remember when we used to do that? Do you remember when we used to do that? And that's what shaped us and made us who we are now. Uh, we'll each have a sense of fulfillment as we bring our strengths, our gifts, our wisdom, and our creativity and experience to the table in order to reach the world around us with the love of God. And, and we'll develop a stronger sense of, of how to connect with those who don't think like us. So as we start to connect stronger together here, then that begins to help us with the unchurched because it, helps, it opens up our hearts and our minds to people who think differently to us and it will help us engage with those who are unchurched, who don't know anything because we've, we've practiced it, you know, together, meaningfully together. And in fact, I wrote this. It's very important that I, I wrote this. Um, yeah, we'll learn how to connect with those that we don't even think like us, actually. Um, in fact, we'll learn how to find more of what we have in common rather than what divides us. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And when we can find things that we have in common and, and actually um, uh, water those, then the time will come in the relationship where then you can begin to challenge and provoke for those things that aren't quite the way that God wants them to be. But we don't start there. We start here, finding what things we have in common. So, to sum up our overall vision, we are a church that welcomes the unchurched. A church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. Say it with me again, please. We are a church that welcomes... In fact, stop. Stand up. Please, please stand. Please stand, all right? Stand like you're saying this to God, okay? All right, some of you are going to journey with this. You're going to struggle with it. Some of you are loving it. Some of you don't care about it, but I want you to care. I don't want you to struggle. I want you to believe this is God-given vision for our church, okay? Are you ready? I want to hear you. I want to hear you over. I'm not going to speak into the mic, okay? All right. We are a church that welcomes the unchurched. A church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. Isn't that awesome? All right, you can sit back down. Okay, so then our overall mission is this. So if vision is what we see, then how are we going to do it? And I've already explained a number of ways we can do it. Maybe the overall vision is this. The overall mission statement, sorry, is this. To lead people into a growing relationship with Christ through effective discipleship. And then that means our overall strategy 
is this. It's not going to be up on there. I haven't put it up on there. Our overall strategy to create a church. Indeed, churches. Anybody thought maybe one day we might plant out? What, what are we doing if we don't? Because, because one of the big bubbles in, in, in that infographic is the church as a body. And when you put bodies together, things happen. Things multiply. I'm believing that we will be in such a state, good positive state, down the line that we will be able to plant churches that will have our DNA and we'll be able to shape them, even if it's just for a season. So, overall strategy to create a church, indeed churches where people are equipped and empowered to pursue intimacy with God and to encourage a family, those who are members of Freedom Church, to be fully committed to the vision and to the mission of the church and positively influence those who are not in such a way, who are not, sorry, in such a way that they do not remain in that definition. I think Freedom Church is ace, which by extension means you're all ace. And uh, why wouldn't I want anybody to connect with these ace people and this ace church, you know? Oh, just take a swig of my coffee. All right, any questions? Any positive statements of encouragement that you might want to say? You got to be recording. Oh. Okay. I want to say that uh, when you said "Welcome to the Church," my heart leapt. Awesome. That's what I wanted for. Brilliant. Ages. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well done. Thank you for that. It's encouraging. Anybody else? Emily, I'll get to you. Stu. I think it's really positive that we're looking at the church as a whole and how people who are unchurched see us when they first come in and I think it's really positive that you've thought about the the crucial first few seconds because it can make such a difference it can can't it fantastic really good Stu do you want to come up front or shall I come to you come to you just a question. How do you envisage discipleship happening? What's happening at the moment? Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say something else then, but that's fine. You will as well. That's what, all right. So how, how do you envision discipleship happening? Well, I think, I think there are things on the agenda about how we, we're going to make that happen and that they'll be revealed in, in, in due course. But there's something, I think I can say this, there's something powerful about meeting in twos and threes or meeting in threes. And having a flexibility to meet in threes. Uh, I'm thinking threes. It's not because it's like the holy number or anything. It's just, it's just two can be awkward. Three suddenly adds another dynamic. And I think as, if we can get into a place where we um, are able to organise our lives in such a way that we can meet ad hoc, you know, commit to meeting regular-ish, but that's an ad hoc kind of meeting. So you've got an hour over lunch, let's meet together over lunch chat but chat real stuff like get really into the meat of, of, of faith and life not just how's Netflix or what's on but like you know be purposeful in that uh, I think that's the future of, of, of being able to get deeper meaningful relationships is committing so men committing to men women committing to women I'm not sure it'd be helpful if 
that you mix those two groups, hey, maybe it will if you can, if you can make it happen. Couples with couples, maybe. That would be another way, I think, couple with couples. Those at the same stage of life, possibly. But being purposeful and go, we're in this together, we're committed. Um, so therefore, if that's, if, that's, if that's what the leadership has put on the leadership, how, how can I... How can I I believe that's good then. I'm going to trust them and I believe that's a good way of doing this church thing. Um, and I think that would be a really strong way. It may even be that, for example, somebody says, well, you know, I've got a heart to disciple others and I'm going to go up to that man and that man and go, hey, can I, can I, can I help? If you think I've got value, can I help you? You know, whatever. Let's, it's to loosen the shackles a little bit and to, to give more freedom, but freedom within within the shape that is, is Freedom Church. It's not like random satellites going off on their own, but actually if those threes do develop, um, then we need to know about them so that we can then keep those threes accountable to meeting together. Yeah, does that, does that answer that yeah. question? Have you got anything else you want to say right now? Um, Are you going to wait so there's any more questions? Any more questions or statements? It's not an awkward silence, by the way. I'm quite happy for you to think about it. Yes, Mike. I'm very encouraged. I think it's, it's, I think it's a good plan. It's, it's really why we're here. So there we go. Thank you, man. That's good. Encouraging. All right. Stu, go for it. Um, I saw a picture yesterday, I think, as I was praying. And um, it was of a wall being smashed down, and it was a real mess. Yeah. So... Um, and it struck me that when you want to expand, build an extension, it gets very messy. It's uncomfortable. I used to sit and look out of this window and no, I can't. It's just a mess because we've demolished the wall. And um, it can be awkward and messy and dusty and, and inconvenient and all these things. But there's a view in mind that we have a goal of where we're going and where we're headed and, and we know that we have a vision of what this is going to look like and it's going to be great. And when it's done, it's like, yeah, it was worth the grief, the hassle, the pain, whatever. Some people might really love that sort of stuff. I mean, I quite like mess and, and just, just, just shake it up for the sake of it because I like to change things. Um, I also want to add that, so yeah, that's just kind of just a reassurance. Things will move, change and shift. You might feel a bit uncomfortable and uncertain, but it's good. Um, recently, uh, Ian Russell reminded people of Ern Baxter. Now, probably majority of you don't know who he is, was, is, he's in heaven now, an awesome, awesome teacher of the Word of God. And he came to the Dales Bible Weeks um, in the 70s. In, in 1977, he, he shared a prophetic word about the church taking over City Hall, basically. And there was all, yeah, wow, wow, the Christians are going to get into places of authority and they're going to start to ring the changes. We're going to see revival. And, and there was a lot of triumphalism that came into the church. And that is not God's way. And there was a lot of disappointment, a lot of scratching of heads. People walked away because they thought, well, that wasn't God and it didn't happen and da 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 da, da. Um, But in... The period of 40 years, so 2017 will take us for 40 years in that prophetic word. The period of 40 years is very significant in God's ways and times. And there has been, over the past decades and so on, this working and this weaving and this preparing. 
And we as a nation, and I don't think Brexit is a surprise at all in this context, God has been preparing and shaking and positioning believers who have been being matured to come into positions of influence. Why am I saying all that? It's because we, as a company of God's people, have been on a long journey. I've been in this congregation a long time, Mike and Sarah longer than me. It's not without purpose. Yeah. And I do believe this isn't just, oh, the next big thing, This the next little sort of, oh, what should we do? I believe God has been preparing us. He's been preparing out there. It's a time for fruit to be born. It's a time. You know, we as a congregation would be much, much bigger than this. And we've kind of, over the years, we've gone down and down and down and down and down. And then we came to this point where Mark challenged us. Do we want to carry on as a church, as city church leaders, we were called? And there was soul searching and thinking, well, do we? Um, what do you mean, fold the church? I and mean, what? So there was a lot of questionings going on. And we decided, well, actually, we do believe God has a plan for us, and we needed to resurrect those promises, those prophetic words. And we're here, and God spoke through Kathy about change the name to Freedom Church. Go and plant on the east side of the city. Go and start to be an influence. And we've obeyed, and we've followed, and done that. And this is about, we've galvanised into coming into this community, and now we're at this place where we're going to step out inviting we're going to start building something with a future in mind, not just for us, but for the generations that follow if Jesus doesn't come back sooner. So I just would encourage you, take this into heart. Start to pray it. <clears throat> start to meditate on it and think, God, what, what's my part? What can we do together? Because I tell you, on our own, we're, we're pretty useless. Yeah. But together, yeah. that's what we will be. Something effective. Something that's going to influence you know, this world is crying out for hope. Crying out for hope. And I could go on, I'm not going to. That's for a preach. So we're done. Um, I, I think it's worth just standing one more time and saying this together. Um, it's that kind of repetitive thing. You say it, you say it, you say it. We begin to really begin to. This is a declaration, remember, of who we are and who we will be. And then we're, then we're done, because it is a bit later than I expected, okay. So, we are a church that welcomes the unchurched. A church that reveals and demonstrates the relentless love of God. Why don't you give God a huge round of applause? Have an awesome week. Um, some important news will be happening at the life groups, okay, about the shape and and, and what will happen be happening with the life groups, okay? And then we'll be sharing what we think, what we want to be doing with the life groups uh, the Sunday after the purposes of why we've made those decisions as well. So, um, important you don't miss life groups. Pass a message on to those who might not be here, who should be in the life group. Um, and, uh, yeah, have a great week. Pray and meditate. Contact me for any more questions. Any encouragement would be good as well. Um, but in the meanwhile, have a, have a good time. Let's Thanks for listening to this sermon from Freedom Church. We'd love to get to know you better if you're not already connected with us. Find out more about us on social media. Just search Freedom Church Leads or email us at hello at myfreedom.church. Hello.